This is professional radio, gentlemen. That's front wheel drive. Sorry, have you got anyone you want to thank? Just myself. And now we do the after hours. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, what would you go for? Thanks to your Okay, and because it's not a supercar. It is. It's not. Automotive perfection comes in the form of two letters, A and U. Long live my LTD. Welcome to Car Talk. It's Tuesday night here on 98.9 Northwest FM. It's me, Matty J, online with Mr. David Prince, Mr. Ed Bunting, and Mr. Rizzy Ross Actor. How are you, fellas? Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Good to see you. Good to see your lovely faces. Now, Rizzy Ross, you're in uh, the place where the rest of the world thinks is our capital, but it's not Sydney. So, how are you doing there? What's happening? You're you've just arrived uh, this afternoon. Is this, I mean, this is the commitment that he has. He he goes to he flies in within half an hour. He's on he's uh, online. That's commitment to car talk. Uh, That's commitment. It, it, uh, you know, I'm trying trying to get better at that. Uh, now that we're the uh, car talk sponsored by Havel. Uh, we we we're on this Chinese money at the moment, so the you know Beijing's flying me up here. Uh, to look, Please to, don't to even look, joke about that. To look at some of the some of the um, some of the new vehicles hitting hitting the market in Australia. So I will report in next week as such as to you're embargoed at the moment. Probably I don't even know if I'm. I mean, ultimately, that's what it is, right? So that's what I'm doing, sort of up here, and I'll fill fill you guys, fill you guys in. Otherwise, you never know. My embassy may knock on the door and say, "Get out." Yeah. <laughs> I say too much, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, it's it's good good to see good series, and just, just for our listeners at home who actually don't know where our our capital is for our overseas listeners, I'm assuming most Australians know where our <laughs> capital is. It is Canberra, so it's kind of like in between. Melbourne and Sydney, closer to Sydney, and we kind of fight over. I guess it stops us from fighting. They decided to put the capital city in, in the middle between the between the two states, which is technically still in New South Wales. But that's another. That's a whole other argument on its own. But we're here to talk about cars. Uh, we'll get into some car updates. Seeing as Riz, we've started with you. We may as well start with you. Updates with you, man. How's everything going in your end? Look, things are going all right. I've haven't driven my cars in the last week or so. I had another car that I was driving that uh, nearly made me miss the flight today. Badly, badly. Like the Range flight driver. was supposed to MG. Um, the <laughs> plane was supp- supposed to take off at 2. I get to the airport after dropping that car off at 1.40. Oh, how come? The traffic was just cool? Wow. Oh, the car. Like literally, it was at 30%. It dropped charge so quickly. And just because it was raining, heavy rain. Are you serious? And I was like, this is ridiculous. So I had to pull over. I had to like find a charger. I had to beg someone to give me their cable. I had to just, I, anyway, long and the short of it is anyone considering an electric car, buy a ground up electric car. Yeah. Don't buy something that's converted. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's a world apart. Same price, same thing. The BYD is just at a different level. Whereas my uh, MG, I just, uh, let's just say I'm happy to give it back. There you go. So that's my little car update as such. Uh, nothing else happening at the moment, but obviously I'll keep the car talk crew updated. That's why we're sponsored by uh, by Havel now, right? That's it. 
Uh, Mr. David Prince, updates with you. Uh, not a huge lot of updates. I'm still chipping away. Uh, oh, well, there's a few. Um, still chipping away with the city. Um, getting that ready for Classic Japan in about oh, two weeks' time, I think, three weeks' time. I've had a, uh, I think I mentioned last time that I was lucky enough to be given some original fabric. So giving the seats a little bit of a spruce up. While the seats are out, I've been. I've Give the carpet a, a good scrub and, and a vacuum and all that sort of thing. Fiddle around with the stereo. It's got a very old AM, AM FM rate or radio unbranded sort of thing. And it's only got fast forward and eject. Doesn't even have a rewind. So but the cassette player still works. The radio, not so good. So I've been fiddling around with that. I've um, cleaned up the seat belts and that sort of thing. So while it can't move because it's got no seats in it, we may as well do those sorts of bits and pieces. I think that's about it. Again, one still dirty from a drive I did a couple of weeks ago. I must rectify that before the weekend. Been been actually out looking at some cars, looking at updating one of the one of the family cars and drawing a big fat blank at the moment. Haven't actually come up with anything that we have to have. So Well, tell us. So watch you, that space. You're replacing the uh CRV? We're looking at replacing the CRV. Lisa's now- nearly up on that. That's four yeah. years old, four, four and a half years old now. We'd like to go hybrid this time. I don't think we're ready to jump on the electric car bandwagon, but I think hybrid has got a lot of advantages for now. And I think in four years' time when we come to get rid of it, there'll be even more if we're getting rid of it then. But yeah, and the Corolla Cross we've had a look at, which is interesting little car. But as Ed has said before, when, when he was looking at Mazda 3s, for some reason cars shouldn't have black roof linings unless they're a Porsche or something really sporty or overtly sporty. It was quite, I found it quite claustrophobic inside and each each model level had the, had black roof lining. The top model has a retract, has a panoramic roof but does, that doesn't open, so it's got a blind that retracts. So that really negates the whole benefit of having a sunroof, I reckon, where you can pop it open and vent the car better. Not much point to that. One by one, they sort of fell by the wayside. Oh, Next to that, of course, was a Rav Four, and I can see why they're selling. I've never looked that closely at them. I, I have never loved the styling of the new one. It's a bit too Lego-like or something. <laughs> it looks like a car made out of Lego, but but you can't argue with an eighteen-month waiting list. You know, people are wanting them, and they had a couple of used ones on the on the uh, or you know, demonstrators or something with you know probably 15,000 k's, and they were like a good fifteen grand more than list. So. Um, yeah. That you just think, well, I'm not paying that. I'm not that desperate. I've got a perfectly good car that runs fine now. So why wouldn't you support our automotive industry, David? The dealers are going broke. <laughs> yeah, Times are tough. Things. <laughs> the poor things. Times are tough. Why wouldn't you want to support <laughs> our dealership space and literally hand them fifteen thousand dollars worth uh, a markup? But um, that's right. They're still going broke. Even that's right. Absolutely. That. Absolutely. It's outrageous. Well, I think we're going to talk a bit more about that later, actually. We, we? are, absolutely. <laughs> and just, just quickly, what about the Honda HRV? Like, okay, there is yeah. a hybrid on the cards, apparently. I know. That was our, that was my first choice. Um, however, they have, um, they're a four-seater, not a five-seater mm. requirement. Uh, and also, they have no spare tyre. So, mm. they just have a, which is, in, as is becoming more and more common, but a lot of cars still have a space saver, but no spare tyre. We've actually had two blowouts in the last 12 months, I suppose, with the roads the way they are at the moment, through no fault of our own. And 
the thought of not having a spare at all, and and if you blow out a tire, you know, a sidewall or something like that, that goop's not going to get you anywhere. So you're going to be standing on the side of the road waiting for a tow truck. Um, so not ready to jump that way just yet either. Mind you, the N1s doesn't have a spare tire. I realised yeah. the other day, <laughs> but then I don't drive. That's not an everyday car. So yeah, you did drive it to Adelaide. I did drive it to Adelaide. I was more concerned about the windscreen. I, I kept well away from any. Well, I didn't want to cop a stone and smash my windscreen. Oh, yeah. Go to Adelaide because you're not going to ring windscreens, O'Brien, to get an N1. I'm going to have one. No, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that was my bigger concern than a tyre. So just to clarify, so you're after something SUV hybrid. Have you looked at Forrester hybrid? Um. I haven't looked that closely because I think they'd be out of the price range. They're pushing sixty grand, I think, aren't they? Wow. Are they? I thought like... they were sort of mid forties. Last time I checked, they couldn't sell many. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. No, well, I haven't looked at that. Uh, I might uh, can't say I love the styling of the new Subies, but mm-hmm. you know that's a personal thing. But one thing I haven't looked at. Well, I haven't looked at, haven't driven yet, and I'm keen to drive one, is a new Kia Nero hybrid, which are available in two levels. There's an S and a GT line. Uh, GT? Yeah, GT line. Um, and you pick up a lot of stuff on the uh, on the GT line. It's it's like the Toyota that now has the connectivity to your smartphone and all that sort of thing, so yeah. you can start it and set the air conditioning and all those sorts of things. But when I'm not you know, tied to that, I don't have to have that. But the base car is still pretty well appointed, even down to things like electric seats and electric um, lumber adjustment and those sorts of things. So, yeah, watch this space. I'll keep well, you posted. The Subaru's also got the XV hybrid, which is somehow sold out. I don't know how. Probably not for that one. But the Forester hybrid, I don't know. I'm just trying to look at how much they how much they go for. But they don't really come up on their website, which is a bit like, with like you click. I have on seen them. a few posts for for the um, e hybrid, but it's not a full hybrid. I don't think from what I've read, it's like a yeah hybrid assist or something. It's just like a full hybrid isn't an electric either. So it's uh, yeah. sort of in between. I, I think they weren't very good with fuel economy, and that's one of yeah. the reasons why they didn't sell very well. That's right. And, and that's one of the reasons for getting it, obviously. I think, you know, like any most of them, the ones that are rated around the four litres per 100 Ks, I think that's that's impressive, you know. I wouldn't ex- you wouldn't expect to get that day to day, but... If you're comparing it against a car that regularly, you know, is, is rated at eight litres per hundred k's, well, it's going to do better than that in real world driving. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I might have to look at the Forester. Yeah, it says it does about six point seven liters per hundred. Um, really? I'm, I'm reading the the review about it. It says practical interior. Small fuel tank, which doesn't help your range. Performance is not really quick. Car match rough for efficiency, but. Um, I mean, I was expecting to hear that anyway, but they, for uh, your hybrid S, which is, I think is your top spec is 47 and your hybrid L, which entry levels 41. So, so plus drive away. Yeah. You're looking uh, a little bit so more than that, I'd say. It'd be 45 for the base and, and, and low fifties. Yeah, the, correct. For yeah. The, uh, luxury. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it might be worth just having a suss out because it, I mean, they're, it's funny, like there's not many hybrid hybrids in commas that anymore because like, everyone's just going full electric or nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that Kia is bringing the Sportage in hybrid, but that's going to be quite a, quite expensive because they're quite an expensive car. 
Um, so yeah, and we're I, trying to downsize a bit. So I mean, that, that's the whole thing. We don't need yeah. a car; it's because of the CRV now. So anyway, first world problem. You know, there's <laughs> lots more pressing things going on in the world, but it, it's interesting actually looking. I mean, it would if we if we don't buy a Honda, it'd be the first Honda we haven't bought as a new car for plenty of years. Um, but if they don't have the cars we want to buy, then there's not much we can do about that. What about Corolla Hybrid? Just standard Corolla Hybrid? Because like a, few, a mate of mine's got one and I actually really like it. It's actually a really lovely car. Probably a little small. Okay. Yeah. The Corolla Cross is 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 significantly higher and, and bigger inside. Yeah. Um, and the hatch of the Corolla, the load space in the Corolla hatch is pretty terrible. Mm. Oh, it needs vents in the back of the console too. That's the other thing. What was wrong with Corolla Cross? What, why did you rule that out? There was some reason. Uh, well, black roof linings, oh, yeah. thing. Got these funny sort of the the interiors are, don't feel great in them, and they're okay. sort of half fabric, half well, half and half um, leather. I don't know why they. I suppose because I work in that industry, you know, you have an insert. Well, they put an insert in the seat, and it's half half the seat. It's not the full seat. Mm. Like it's yeah, that's right. You're saying that like Mum's Yaris Cross is the bolsters are vinyl. Yeah. But the centre where you sit is cloth. Yeah, which would be fine. But for yeah. some reason, a lot of the, the new, new cars yeah. now. They've done half, half. Half and half. And under it looks like run out of material. Under your ass is oh. half cloth, half leather. That's right. right. Yeah. And it was it was not a hot day. But, of course, being being this sort of all-black interior and the black roof lining, it was not, not it was, you know, a sunny day, but it wasn't hot, mm. 30 degrees. And the upholstery was absolutely burning already, you know, like mm. just yeah. soaking up heat, but. Anyway, that's it's so sad that you sort of, I don't know, as car people, you know, car, people who love cars, that we should be really sitting here going, oh, this is cool and that's cool. And you should be almost struggling to choose because there's three or four that you really like. That's right. That's right. And yeah. I came across the same thing when when we uh, got rid of the Beamer. It was, oh, God, what do you buy? You know, yeah. I just, there was nothing that really ticked boxes for me you know and the yaris cross isn't perfect but it certainly ticked the most boxes out of um the stuff around at the time but it it, it was a struggle you know i almost want to go the other way you know i almost want to go all right well let's go backwards and get something that was really nice you know that's now five years old or something yeah 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 but then you go down the path of okay well what if it does a timing chain or it does a this or that and i'm up to thousands and you know you kind of the only one thing I don't, I haven't looked into them, but Lexus, there were some pretty nice Lexus hybrids new. Yep. And like that, what was the Lexus that was based on the Rev4, the NX? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do like the NSX. That NX is a good is a size. Nice car and a good size. And um, yep. I don't know if you can get a hybrid one, but even if you bought one, it was old. That might be a nice thing to slide into. Yep. Mm. Yep. That has crossed my mind. Uh, yeah, new ones are, you know, they're again, you know, more upmarket yeah, beyond the budget, but you know, you might get one that's two years old with eighteen thousand Ks on it, and you think, well, pff, yeah. nothing like that. No, that's right. Have you looked at CHR hybrid? Oh, I hate too the small thing. in the back. It's too small in the back. Yes, yeah. they're horrible in the back. They're like a like a coffin. They're so yep. claustrophobic, yeah, and that really cool. sort of uplifting. Yeah, it's horrible. Door yeah. line. I, like, I think they look pretty funky. And I, and I know someone that um, someone who pointed one out to their partner, and they said, "Oh, is that new Lamborghini SUV? Is it?" <laughs> it's in bright yellow. It sort of bears a striking resemblance to a, a Urus. Sadly, 
for Lamborghini's sake. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, yeah, I, I find it so disheartening. And then I, yeah, I just I just run the opposite direction and go, all right, well, if what? I'm spending $50,000 or $48,000 or whatever it ends up being in that vicinity, um, let's go shopping. I mean, we, through work, you know, part of our um, sort of sister company, they import cars from Japan and doing a hell of a lot more than they used to given the new laws. One of the things they've brought in recently is the Mercedes-Benz S-Class Hybrid. Um, You can get those landed here, um, you know, imported landed for sort of mid-50s, and uh, that's a hell of a lot of car. And that's in the same factory as all the other Mm. (laughs) S-Classes. And not that I'm suggesting that for you, David, necessarily. It doesn't quite meet the size requirement. But, um, you know, I sort of start going, okay, well, if it's all just plastic fantastic and not doing what I want, what can I get for 50 grand? Mm. And when exactly. you start sniffing, you, you can come up with some pretty compelling vehicles and you go, wow, all right, now I'm getting a bit excited because that's an S, you know, yeah. um, and it might be five years old, but that's a hell of a lot of motor car mm. rather than a super hybrid that you go, yeah. yeah. It, it, I, I was thinking precisely the same thing and, uh, you know, looks are a subjective thing, but you really don't want a car, you don't want to buy a car that you don't like the look of, you know, Absolutely. I mean. And you don't just want to buy it because, like, no one's got a gun. No. You sort of think, hang on, this is a lot of money. I'm, lo- right. I'm losing money on this thing, even though used cars are holding up better than they have. I'm paying lease payments every month on this thing. It's coming out of my account. You, you kind of got to have a compelling reason to do it. And I don't know. I, I, I get disheartened and I, yeah, it'd have to be pretty good for me to do it. Otherwise, I'd go, right, 20 grand cash. I'm going to own the mm. thing outright. Yep. Let's, go, let's go and buy the best Accord Euro luxury lowest yeah. mileage I can find for 12, yeah. Yeah. you know, and just drive that for five years. Like, you know, I sort of, I sort of just, I denounce the whole thing. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that has crossed my mind. See, clarity, Mr. Bunting. I, I think a, uh, I think a, Either a late early Accord Euro or a or you know obviously the second generation Accord Euro is a fantastic automobile and mm-hmm. I think that if you're looking at downsizing and, and something that that'll just work and be comfortable and have everything that you want I think that's a good option as well mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think you know I think that I had a dealer yesterday that actually had a um, O3 Accord Euro luxury manual thirty three thousand k's on the clock wow that's low k. Yeah, and um, the guy that um, was servicing it is a, is, is a good mate and a Honda absolute guru um, and one of the main techs that in, in the system that Honda Australia would send cars to to diagnose faults and things when they came along. He said, this thing smells and drives like a new car. He said, there's, you know, there's no other car on the market that's substantially you know, better than this for, for what it is. You know, yeah. like How much did they want for that? Oh, not for sales, customer's car. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darn it. <laughs> put me, uh, you, put you me in contact with would you? Sorry? You wouldn't want manual. Mm, I would. <laughs> probably not for day-to-day driving now. Yes, yes. But that's, and that's, you know, how much would that car be? It'd be $13,990. That's you right. Know? That's right. $13, said, what do you think it's worth? I said... Oh, between ten and twelve, you know, would be cheeky for an 03. It's a, mm. you know, it's a twenty-year-old car. Early, you know? It's an early car. Yeah, yeah. But um, he said it's absolutely flawless. He said it needs nothing. You know, it needs no repairs. It needs yeah. it's just in for service. It's nothing's wrong with it. You know, yeah. 
But you buy that, you could put 100,000 Ks on that and not blink, Yep. you know, absolutely. and you've had not one lease payment, you know, mm. yep. for five years. Like, yeah, yep, the one I had, I bought it with 150,000 Ks on the dot and it had it needed not a single thing for a roadworthy it was a mm-hmm. brilliant car so i i think that i think that's that's a cool option as well like if you could if you could find a, a real a real minter a called euro because it's it, it's down in size compared to the yep. the, the crv it's, it's a honda <laughs> so, top tip buying a called euro buying a called euro. <laughs> if the car like edward can 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 attest to this i had a mate call me one, one night we're actually driving a crx one night and um and a mate called me, he's, he's like, what do you think of an Accord Euro? And I was just like, yeah, absolutely. I was just, just <laughs> yes, tick, 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 tick. It ticks all the boxes. It is it is arguably, you know, a, a cracking car. And, you know, if, if, if that, I mean, if you don't want to get something too, I mean, but the, the, the cool thing about like Accord Euros is like, especially with that vintage, is that if you want if you want to put like a really nice sound system in it to update it to where it should be, it doesn't mm-hmm. cost you the, doesn't cost the arm uh, the, the it's not the end of the world to, to do that. No, it'd, no. it'd be you know you buy the the, the fascia kit, you'd buy the, the the which which usually comes with all the wiring and everything ready to go, and you just put a like an Apple CarPlay or Android Auto head unit in there, and mm-hmm. you are 2020, 20, you know, 2022. Bob's your you uncle. Are, Bob's your uncle. Yeah, that's, it's really the only thing that dates them is. Um, yeah. Is that infotainment and the phone set up? But if you, yep. as you say, it's easily solvable now. Everyone, and yeah, if you spend a grand or eight hundred or whatever you're going to spend on the on that system, it's uh, it's still cheap motoring, isn't it? Mm. I know a, I know a guy who can install it for you, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I uh, uh, I've done many, uh, but yeah, they are. Yeah, that would be a cracking thing to, to just to, just to put around town in, and and, it, and it's and they still look good. I reckon that that the first gen Accord Euro, especially, still one of the best looking cars. I reckon it still looks modern today. Like like mm. you could, uh, Riz is even nodding his head. You, you can you can look at that car and say, "Geez, is that, is that car like yeah?" You know, like if if the if the headlights aren't yellowed because they all yellowed, but uh, <laughs> yeah. if, if it's if it's if they're not yellowed and they're, they're it's really nice, you could say that that, that car is not even ten years old. Like they they look good. They're a really timeless car. And we should um, should probably say too for our. Uh, um, uh, overseas listeners, it's actually the we're talking about the Acura TL, which was sold in Australia as the Accord Euro, because we got mm-hmm. both Accords. We got the we American Accord and the Japanese Accord. So to differentiate them, that was and obviously it was a good differentiation. People still going to Honda dealers asking, you know, I want to buy a new Honda Accord Euro. Yep, sorry, yeah. can't do that anymore. But, yeah, they. I remember, mm. dude. They were everywhere. They still are everywhere. Like they, they, mm. they were. They sold buckets of the things. Like it was them as the sixes, and and that was it. Like those two were just selling like hotcakes back in the early nineties. Sorry, early two thousands and mm. and uh, and upwards. And like and they were because they're a good car to drive. And again, I'm not going to get on a ramp, but yeah. <laughs> Fantastic thing! I I would I I said was having this Ed and I were having this conversation the other day. I said I would buy an a, I happily buy an Accord Euro again. Like I would I would love to get one again one day. Um, so yeah. I mean, if 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 the um, CRV that you've got had been flawless, you know, and you just mm. wrapped with it, will you just stay with it? You know, yeah. like yeah, one fifty thousand. Hey, put another hundred thousand on it. But, but it hasn't been. You know, there's been a few been some niggly things with that car. car. Yeah. Yeah, but it still has two and a half years factory warranty because it had seven yeah, years warranty when we bought it. So. I mean, um, if it wasn't for the squeaky brakes and the um, the fuel smell and the the knock in the rack or whatever it was, you know, yeah. like <laughs> annoying things that have all been sort of sorted. But yeah, if, if it hadn't done, had done any of that, you'd probably just go. Mm, just That's right. That's right. Let's wait and see what the next few years bring. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
which is an option. I mean, it's not. It might you might have ironed out the bugs, and she's she's fine now for a while. Yeah, yeah. Watch this space. Mister mm-hmm. Bunting, uh, what have I been doing? I've been doing a lot of running round. Um, Barina has a roadworthy. Barina is currently for sale with no reg, but yes, roadworthy to someone that wants to just go reg out themselves. I do have it booked in for reg in a couple of weeks, which is the earliest appointment I could get. Um, but then that will put the price up. So it's sort of like I've got it advertised at two and a half grand as is, which is a very cheap roadworthy car, or three grand it'll be, you know, if, if I do end up registering it. So so that's sort of, um, yeah, ready to go for anyone that, likes the idea of a very cheap little auto auto air steer hatch it drives i drove around for a day in traffic and everything it drives beautifully so um yeah it's, it's very low k's too isn't it Eighty-five thousand k's on it yeah mm. it looks not perfect there's a few chips in the paint and there's you know but it's bright red and it's shiny and the interior is neat and you know it's where do you get a roadworthy car for two and a half grand these days it's um it's quite cheap yeah um for that, so I've had a bit of interest in it. One person came to have a look and was going to let me know tomorrow, but who knows? In the great world of selling cars, you never bank on anything. <laughs> the Civic VI hatch that I've got has been cleaned inside and out thoroughly. I haven't polished it yet, but that's the next step. I'll um, yeah, I'll get the buffer out and just give the painter tickle up, and then that's booked in to go and get a roadworthy because that too has been sitting unregistered for a couple of years. So. Once that's roadworthy and registered, and I will register that one, then, um, yeah, that'll be for sale as well. But that's a lovely car, you know, 72 Ks and full books, and Mm. um, that's a really spacious car. And as always with these things, you know, once you buy them and live with them for a little bit, you sort of appreciate the good points of them. And that, I was saying to David, very spacious. You know, it's sort of got this walkthrough flat floor in the back and flat floor walkthrough kind of in the front, the seats fold almost flat down when you when you do the boot. You know, you can tumble the base and then do it so it is flat. It's it's really, it, it, when it came out as a Civic, it sort of looked a bit frumpy compared to the previous EK, which was quite sporty and, and now very sought after. But that next model was, uh, it was actually a really good car. It just probably didn't give the Civic buyers quite what they expected. Yeah. Mm. Time. <clears throat> hindsight you kind of go whoa it's sort of like a slightly bigger jazz and jazzes are really practical and um and like mm. i said before david and i that the rear doors on a jazz open almost 90 degrees so getting stuff in and out or getting people in and out is really easy and this is the same you open the back doors they open so wide and you think gosh for moving stuff and mm. practical sort of round town hatch this is brilliant so I've um I've been impressed with that uh with that Civic and it's not a model I really knew much about until you own one. Because there was a three door hatch, but we didn't get it here. But that they here. built them in the UK and put a Type R badge on them. Yeah, they did. They're, they're very sought after. Well, now an EP three Type R. Mm-hmm. Correct. So like that uh, that's the Brina. That's the Civic. What else have I been doing? Spending a lot of money on diesel recently in the page. That's very expensive to fill up diesel. Um, the Moke. Moke, where's the moke at? The moke is at my mechanic uh, to do the final brake bleeding and manifold gasket and gearbox oil leak. I crawled under it and because it, it's leaked dripped oil consistently since I got it and not just a little bit, like quite a lot of oil was dripping out of it. So I thought this has got to be 
kind of obvious where this is coming from. So I put it up on the ramps uh, about a week or so ago and crawled around under it and it, it was dripping on me while I was under there. So I, <laughs> and you can see there's a selector shaft from the gear where it goes into the into the gearbox um, or the the gear lever goes into the into the engine slash gearbox combination in those. And they share a sump. So the engine oil is the gearbox oil in a mini or a moke. Anyway, there's a seal that was, I think it was right out. And so it's just going drip, drip, drip. Um, and uh, yeah, a bit of a Google and that's a very common problem. And there's a modified seal kit you can get. And if you want to stop your moke leaking, this is what you do. And it was all over the internet. And I went, right. I, from what I can see and what I'm reading, that is the oil leak problem. Uh, so I've given my mechanic that kit and said, make that go away. Um, he hasn't done any of it, of course, but it's um, <laughs> but at least I've done my part. I've had it towed there and I've provided the bits. So all he has to do is do the work. Mm. Uh, so that's where that's at. What else have I been doing? Uh, I've got the Moak side screens booked in for this weekend. So I'm taking it to the upholstery guy to get new windows in the, in the soft top and everything. So that's happening. I bought new Perspex screens for either side of the windscreen. You can get oh, them brand new. So I picked them up last night. So as soon as I've got it back, I'll, I'll just bolt those in. That's an easy Ed job. Uh, so it's all, you know, it's sort of at the time. Coming, along. coming together. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I, I noticed one of the um, online auction um, platforms, collecting cars or trading garages. Got yeah, one, collecting one. cars. They're in Australia now. Mm. Yeah, there is one for collecting cars, yeah. With the non-original seat in it. Um, it's got like a bench seat in the front. Ah, right, right, right. But uh, it's definitely a white Californian. Yeah, well, that's it, white California. So, yeah, I think that's it for the car world for now. Matthew, what about you, Matthew? Uh, not a lot, really. Like, I haven't really done much with cars over the last, over the last few weeks. I've been driving the laser a hell of a lot. I was, as I said, I had the laser serviced and everything. It's been, it's gotten back. Handbrake works good now. Yeah, no, it's no issues with that car. It just, just does, does does its job of driving very, very well. So I'm, I'm very happy with that. Uh, it is my service month starting December first. Um, so Typhoon's booked in to go in the first week. Expensive month to have a service month, mate. Yeah, I know. I didn't really yeah, think. Too, I, yeah. I didn't really think that far ahead. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying to do my Christmas shopping now. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. So, um, so yeah, that's booked in. Uh, the MR2 is booked in, and then I, I think that that's it, really, because 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 the 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 uh, the Fiesta's had a had its work done before, so that's got nothing. Uh, doesn't have anything to do with that. So yeah, I think that that's virtually it on my end, and. Um, yeah, I think I think we are we are very very good. Anyway, gentlemen, as we were talking earlier before the show about sorry, as during the show I should say, uh, with David's uh, going to buy a Rav Four experience and looking at Rav 4s experience, uh, dealership markups. Now I sent you guys a a I don't know if you guys saw it in the chat a Mark eight point five Fiesta ST like mine and um, basically same color. Same color, black roof. This one's got a black roof, and it's got more K's than mine. And it's like I think what well, 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 they want forty three, forty two, eight eight zero. Is yeah. this in Melbourne? Uh, it's in New uh, South. That one. Oh, okay, okay. But I'm just like, like it's it's just it's it's insane what 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 they what 
you know, and but the thing is, the issue is people are paying for it. Um, yeah, that's and thing. and that's the reason why it keeps happening. Now, now I know, I know Riz in particular, like you, you know, are, 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 the whole idea behind behind your your principle of, of coming into this industry was wanting to help buyers buy cars and and do the right thing. Um, but it's hard with these markups because it, it's just it's just it's getting it's getting insane. Like I know in America, there's in what they call market adjustments of like double the price of the car. Like it's just it's just insanity. Like I don't understand. How they how the people can can justify that, you know? I, I would just say no. I'm I'd rather wait eighteen months and then give your organization another tw- you know twenty grand over over the over uh, over the asking price because it's just insane. That's the, the that's unfortunately the industry, right? Like Ford CEO, um, I forgot his name, something Farley. He's he's come out and said openly to the dealer networks there that, you know, if you want to be in this business long term you've got to stop marking things up the way things are. I know in some ways in Australia, we're lucky for whatever reason that dealers are not that crazy because they'll get called out for it pretty easily. But as long as we have the supply demand situation with the Fiestas, it's, you know, they're obviously not no more around and they won't be coming. Um, So the dealers are doing what they can and what they normally would do. I, I find that, Eventually, the market will sort itself out. We're not going to have a repeat of what's happened with the COVID situation unless something really goes wrong up north on a small island called Taiwan. But the you know the supply and demand constraints. The car sales already has hundred and eighty thousand cars up for sale now. Yeah. It got down to hundred and twenty thousand at one stage during early COVID. So cars are now hanging around longer on car sales. People are not buying them. People are not sure what they're going to do. There'll be a lot more coming up for sale as interest rates continue to go up and people really start to feel the pinch with energy costs and everything else going up. So in Australia will be, you know, the market will start to settle. But, you know, I just think it's just opportunistic behavior as soon mm-hmm. as, um, you know, like the Fiesta ST that you shared, 43 odd grand. And how much were they new? Like 39 no, uh, like thirty. My paid just over thirty eight on the road. So, yeah. um, and and that was with the extras I put on the car. You know. Yeah. So well, um, this one's actually at a Volkswagen dealership too. So that's yeah, even cheekier. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Yeah. So like, you know, it was thirty three grand before on roads, and then I bought. You know, I put all the extra accessories on it. But like, it, it's just it's it's insanity. Like, I I find it hard. It's 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 almost like it's it's um it's kind of not fair for a lot of people. Like it's like some people like they know people are desperate to buy a car. Uh, you know, some people are just like I need a car at this point, and they're and you know they they just they just have them and, and they do it. Like a mate of mine, he bought a Camry Hybrid um uh, earlier this year, and he ha- he was coming out of a VW what was it Jetta which which blew up, and and he's he's I was like I need a car, I need a car now because I can't get to work. So he walked into a Toyota dealership and said, I need a car. Like I, I, I'd like a Camry because it's just, it just, just work. And all I do is just drive to work and back. Um, and he's like, he's like, how much is that one? And, and he said, said the price. And he's like, well, he's like, that's a lot of money. Isn't that what's more, isn't that more than what they should be? He's like, well, if you want, if you want for the price you're asking for, you're gonna have to wait six months. And he couldn't wait six months. So he ended, yeah. up, going, ended up going in the middle, getting a demo, which had K's on it. But it was still more than brand new pricing. Um, but oh. he was he was just that desperate. He needed to get into a car, and he got into a and he and he bought. He, I think he paid two or three grand extra for an ex demo. Um, 
And I, and I, I was just like, I was like, dude, he's like, like, man, I had no choice. He's like, they, they had me and they knew they had me as soon as I walked in the door. Um, I'm like, you should have told me, man, uh, you know, we could, we could, we could have done something here, but, but he was just like that opportunistic though, they they just, they knew that they had me and I couldn't do anything about it. And that's why he, he ended up spending a bit more money or even on a, on a technically used car. It's uh, there's a dealership just near us. I can't remember the name of it. I've just Googled it, but what I thought it was, but it's not it. And uh, it's amazing the stock that they have. That I drove past the other day. They had three Ionic fives there. They've had th- Model threes. They've uh, and Model Y Teslas. Um, they've got. They had a Rav four in the front, which was a cruiser. So that that has the sunroof um, and the like. And that had sixty eight eight eighty on the window. Oh. Um, the Ionics were all 99, I think, 99. So these are obviously cars they've ordered and have you know, now come through and they're selling them as at a markup with new cars. I, I think that, I presume, it's not a franchise dealership, so I presume that's how they're getting them. But, yeah, it was, it was just gobsmacking in the fact that, you know, they're only putting those prices on them because people will pay it, I'm sure. Mm. It's And, and that's, that's the whole problem, David, right there, right? Like a random dealership, buying all these what's concerning particularly in victoria is that if they're buying those teslas like ionics are too expensive but if they're buying those teslas and somehow are able to claim the rebate from the government on those that's disgusting yeah, like three thousand yeah. dollars of public money on on a base model and that these guys have somehow acquired and now are flogging it um you so know, of course, hope... the, the rebate's not available. It's only on a brand new one, isn't it? Yes, it's, it's only on a brand new one. Yeah. So, so they if if they if they were near new cars, then yeah, they may have just bought them at one stage and have kept them. Um, otherwise, the Ionics are like they're releasing like seventy to eighty a month, and then people go into this bidding war to try and secure one mm-hmm. every month. And here they are sitting at a dealership at a huge sort of markup. So interesting sort of business and like your car journey now trying to find something that's of good value that has everything that you're looking for um i think the private sellers are more than likely to have it if you're looking for something on the used car market it'd be a better buy than trying to get something off a dealer and just hand money to them can i ask can i ask you because obviously you you worked in the you, you were a car dealer I uh, still still technically are, uh, but were you know sell selling brand new BMWs? Would there be cars that you'd get in and be like, hang on a minute, this is a bit of a hot car, we're going to up the price? Would that be a collective decision of, or, or would that be like, or would that be, you know, that's just in that just unheard of, or is it just kind of what you're seeing now in 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 2022, you know, November, weird kind of times? Is it is it is it is it very common to to have markups like that? If, let's say for example, you get a uh, you know, BMW M2 in there in like a really rare color, or like a, you know, like a uh, what they call individual color that that was ordered. All all the juice, all the fruit, everything that you know, top spec car. Let's say it, let's say it's 140 grand odd money. You know, I, don't, I don't think an M2 is that much money, but like, um, and then they boost the buy you know another 10 grand just to say because it's you know it's a would 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 that happen? Would that would you see that happen? Or I didn't see that... a lot of that. No, because um, back then it wasn't that sort of market. You know, it was if it was 110 new or whatever. Well, it's going to be less secondhand. You know, it was 
that was the rule of thumb. I mean, maybe with yeah. something like an M3 E46 CSL where they brought 27 to the country and, you know, that sort of thing, it's super rare and, you know, that sort of stuff, there might have been some markups on, you know, like they might have been worth more than they were new to some people. But, but no, they always went down. Cars would go southwards. Uh, you might get something that was more juicy, like you say, like that, but it's it's never going to be, back then, it was never going to be more than what it was new. It's only in, yeah, in these times that you see that. But that discretion is, yeah, entirely up to the used car department. You know, used car manager would would be the one who's like, well, what's out there? What can we get? You know, how hot is this thing? Yeah. But see, here's, here's the other flip of the coin, though. Like, if if people are actually paying money for these cards and they can technically ask what they have, whatever the hell they want for it. Absolutely. I mean, you know, everyone gets up in arms in matters. It's not a crime to make money and it's not a crime to, you know, have something that someone wants. Well, great. Good on you. You yeah. know, it could be townhouses. It could be cars. It could be, it could be stereos, could be anything. So um, I think Riz is right. I think, you know, we've been in this little sort of bubble and that bubble's coming off due to, as Riz said, interest rates and other pressures and, um, and stock and what have you. And so it's not going to end overnight, but, I think the bubble will, you know, will gradually deflate and we'll get back to a kind of more normal scenario. So make hay while the sun shines. You know, dealers have been, you know, discounting hand over fist. And um, I mean, I'm not, not, you know, saying they were crying poor, but it was, it was, it was a dog eat dog, tough, tough, tough market for many, many years. And it was in decline for many years before this COVID boost. So, if they can make some gross out of cars, um, you know, that's what they're doing. And why the hell not? Like I have no, you know, I have no issue with a dealer asking more for a used car if they think they can get it, you know? And I, I agree with that on, on that front as well. Like it's not illegal to make money on cars or anything like that. It's it's the usual thing, buyer be, beware or whatever, right? At auction. If you don't want to pay that, don't pay it. Don't buy yeah, that's it. That's right. That's right. You no, know, go buy something else or you won't have one. It's it's the market is self-regulating. You know, if if everyone else is asking 80 and you're asking 120 and you can get 120, well, everyone else is stupid. You know, yeah. uh, if everyone else is asking um, 80 and you're asking 120 and you don't get one phone call and the thing sits on your lot for six months, well, there's your answer. There's like, your answer. That's right. You know, um, I sort of don't get all the hoopla about it. It's yeah, and it's it's forcing people to either not upgrade and stay in the car they've got, which is fine. You know, we're all driving cars; they all work within reason. They're all they're all okay. <laughs> so it's just like, well, like David said before, it's a bit of a first world problem. No one's got a gun to your head. No, you know, there's plenty of cars around for everyone. It might just not be what your heart desires. Well. Stiff, you know, tough titties. Like, <laughs> you know, there's there's plenty of markets where you can't, you, you've had, you've never had the choice or the variety or the the quality of cars that you get in Australia. You know, by and large, our market is very kind to cars. You know, the, our climate is very good. We don't have salt on the roads. Um, we don't have in Victoria yearly roadworthies yet. And so there, you know, yet, but there are there are there are plenty of very good older five to 10 year old cars, no one's going to be walking, you know? So if we all have to kind of just suck it up for a while because new cars are inflated, well, let the people pay what they want to pay. Yeah. So is that, is that, is that the answer? Then, Ed? 
is that the answer? Is that, is that the answer? Like just saying, you know what? It's, you know, if it'll, if it comes out, which it should, um, you know, it'll go back to normal. But in the meantime, if you're not, if you're not super desperate, just keep driving what you've got or, or just, or just try to find something that's a little bit yeah, older. I mean, you know, like if I said to you, oh God, I need a car and I've got 10 grand to spend. Can you go and buy a good car for 10 grand? Yes, yes you can. Of course you can. Of course you can. You yeah. know, uh, for 20, you can have a door 30, you can have a smorgasbord of choice you know, either either new and or maybe slightly used, you know, it's it really is a bit of a storm in a teacup. Like and for those that are desperate and do have to have a 300 series land cruiser, well, <laughs> all right, go pay 180 grand, 180 grand or whatever they are. If you if yeah. you've got the dollars, go do it. But and if anyone selling one can make money on it, and I'm like, go for it. It's no one's forced into this, you know, it's it's purely a personal decision whether you want to go and pay above odds or not. And I think that's the, I think that's the, I think that's the thing though. Like, you know, it's up to you if you want to pay. Like I wasn't going to, I wasn't prepared to pay over 40 grand for a used you know, Fiesta ST when I was like, I can buy a brand new one for like, you know, 37 grand. But the trade-off to that is you have to wait. And that's exactly right. Time. And of course you don't mind waiting and that's the trade-off. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, it was like, well, I waited seven months. Big deal. Like I was like, I was like, oh, I can, I can afford to wait, but, but you're right. It like, you know, if you can't afford to wait, and you and but you don't want to spend the market, buy something cheaper, or 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 just just organize something until until everything sorts out, and you, and it'll it'll come yeah, it'll come uh, good again. You know, like like David and I were saying before, you know, work out what your budget is and go and find something that does what you want within that. And you know, there's always something. People just get all get all a bit precious about. Oh, but it doesn't have head-up display, or oh, but it's you know out of warranty, or well, if you buy a good car and if it's out of warranty, you won't need a warranty. You know, so. Like, right. sort of, I don't know. It's all a bit. Everyone gets all a bit precious about it. I think the the main the main big issue here though is is like cars that are have got like you can't you can't even place an order on, um, and they're like you know, like there's like for example i twenty ends and and stuff like that where they've they've stopped, they've shut the gates you you can't order them we 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 can't f- fulfill them, but mm. if you want one we can sell it to you still and this is what you're gonna pay. Um, mm. And I think that's the big issue. I think that's um, I think that's what really hurts the consumer there. Because um, like obviously, like and Patrick can attest to this, fifty thousand dollars for a rolling shell of an, a, a Sylvia S15 yeah. is just is in, is insanity. But someone bought it, believe it or not. But but um, you know, are there other Sylvias out there? Absolutely. Are they cheaper? Absolutely. Um, but you know, it's. It, it, they, they, you can still get them, but with this this car in particular, you, you can't even order. Um, for example, like an i20n, and, and I've seen a few on i20ns on on dealership lots, way more than that when than they should be. But they're like, well, you can't order them if you want one. Here it is, and this is what the price is, and, and tough. So, yeah. and I think that's where it hurts the consumer personally. Yeah, I think a lot of the, you know, any of those sort of i20ns, we know where they're going. They actually parked behind the Hyundai Ionic fives and the Teslas that David's seen. <laughs> um, at, at that same dealer so it's but but once again i think the, um, from a consumer point of view uh there needs to be you know uh more self-education and everyone can google stuff and can sort of find out what people are paying i i, I feel that you know and, and, and there was a website right. we could go to dodgyblokeriz.com.au uh, <laughs> uh, he, he'll, he'll look after you tell him you're dreaming yeah. <laughs> but, but I think you know as Ed was saying earlier that dealerships have been um, in fight with each other for a long long time and now there's just larger and larger groups 
that you know the smaller guys are not going to be around for too much longer. This is probably the last time where the sun's shining for them, uh, for many brands. Uh, but then again, the manufacturers, even the new ones, know they can't go, they can't launch into a market without having a dealership or distributed network. Yeah. So if once the supply catches up, demand sort of settles or plateaus, then I think consumers will be in a better spot. But it's up to people to do their research. Um, rare cars like the Fiestas, I-20Ns, um, that's sort of the dream of any manufacturer, right? Limit the supply, fear of missing out, and then the dealers are FOMO, mate. Charge FOMO. <laughs> Everyone's got FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, I was watching a, I was watching a review of the Fiesta, and uh, uh, like, came out like two days ago. And it, it, this Aussie duo, they were they were quite funny actually. And he's like, he's like, you know what the problem with this car is? And he just points at the camera. He's like, I'm breaking the fourth wall. It's you guys. You didn't buy it. Now it's gone. Um, yeah. And he's like, he's like, now you, you, he's like, you're the reason the price of these damn things is so expensive now. Um, and 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 in a way, he's kind of right. But I I, w- I was still like saying, well, you know what? It's it's. I guess it's also what people want. And, and, you know, it's when you see Jimny's and stuff, you know, way more than what they should be. It's just, it's, it's insane. And like, you, you're, you're right. Rav4 hybrids cruises 68. What do you say? 68 grand. Come on, man. Like that's just, yeah. that's, that's an insane amount of money. Yeah. I think too, with the, with the Fiesta, it may, even if people did buy it, it may not have saved it. It, it depends how much profit there was in each one. And yeah. as we always say, Australia is a tiny market. Like look at Honda Jazz. People bought Honda Jazzes by the bucket load, but mm. Honda made bugger all on them. And that's why they're not bringing it in anymore. You know, it just wasn't financially viable to bring it in. It wasn't because people didn't like it. Um, so there are bigger decisions at play off. And it's not just, you know, if Fiesta had sold another thousand units a month, you know, and it may not have saved it. No, like, look, and, and I know I was going to say it because they've they've officially cancelled it. You know, like there's you know even worldwide. Yeah. Um, but like, I I, th- I just think the issue. I think I still think the issue is we've had we've got all this. Yeah, you're right, as you said earlier, like a, a smorgish boards of choice. And, <laughs> yeah. You more know, brands we've got- and more choice than most places in the world. And for the last however many years, we've had a pretty good run. At buying, like, you know, we paid 47 grand for my dad's mid spec Pajero, brand new with a tow bar with a five year warranty. Like, mm. that's a lot of four wheel drive. Yeah. For Incredible. You know, like the Yaris Cross was only what, seven or nine grand cheaper than that. For yeah. years, you know, <laughs> like, I know it's old tech and I know it was the last of the line and that sort of thing, but you know, it's proven though. That, that, yeah, it's proven. And that was, that was the market at that time. But you know, you could get pretty good value. You know, BMW 3 Series, you could buy in the 60s, you know, or yeah. high 50s if you bought a demo. You know, like you could crunch some pretty nice deals. And that wasn't just for a window. That was for the last, God, 10 years or something plus you've been able to do that. Remember so that- the Honda Civics, the, the 2017, 2018, when the current generation yeah. or maybe the last generation now, yeah, the VTISs you could get a good deal for around twenty five grand. Yeah, yeah, and then the, I think the RSs were like thirty one or something. Yeah, I mean that was like a steal for Absolutely. a long, long time. And I mean, you know, but the pinch is now that everything's gone up. It's not just you know the cost of manufacturing's up. They're trying to catch up. It's just finding that happy medium. How far can we push the consumer? 
before they either switch or go buy themselves an MG3. Apparently, they're selling 13,000, 14,000 a year at the moment. Mm. Apparently, they rust underneath. They're not painted very well. <laughs> Was that what you were telling me, David? Uh, someone sent through some photos of that. Yeah, the one that was under the dashboard was all right. Like under the dash, you just look at the metal and it's because it's not just not painted under there. It's all just started to corrode. And I think it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, you know, history will be interesting on, on those MGs. You know, shiny and nice now, drives well when it's a new car, but five years on, like, you know, your, our mate from Redriven, Adam, it'll be very interesting to go, okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Everyone bought these with 100,000K and out of warranty. Is it still great like a Suzuki Swift would be yeah. or is it actually a bucket? Um, interesting to see. Mm. And you never story. quite know, like a bottle of wine, you never quite know till you open it in five years' time. Is it- <laughs> well, here's the thing with like your dad's pad, yeah? Like he could sell that for a lot more than he paid for it now. Oh, we could probably make 10 grand on that car if we wanted yep. to. But yeah, then you got the argument of what do you replace it with? You know, I can't, mm. you can't replace it for the same money for something better. So so you say, oh, great. You know, on paper it's worth more, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and you roll on. But um, yeah, I think we had it too good for too long, really, in Australia. He should, well, we've discussed the answer already. You sell it by an Accord Euro. We're done. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's the. <laughs> more oh, people- like cash in, if you're smart financially, you sell in a while the market's up and you go buy something cheap that's still good because you've got the thing with us is we've got insider knowledge that not everyone has. We know that an Accord yeah. Euro luxury with 30,000K on it is an amazingly good car. Yeah. You know, other people just look at that and go, it's nearly 20 years old. You're crazy. You know, <laughs> but financially, you're way better off not having lease payments, you know, cashing in on whatever you own now. And, and putting that money into something else um, that'll make you money rather than, you know, draining a hole in your pocket. Uh, like a Mitsubishi Magna on a farm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Mr. Alum's choice. <laughs> so, God, jeez. Oh, the Magna? The Magna, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the father. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, that's what we do. We, you know, we I buy and sell cars all day, every day, and I'll sniff out a bargain, and I'll, I'm quite happy to drive something old that's still good, um, rather than something new. You know, I've never I've never felt forced. I mean, I've never built bought a new car. I've never felt forced to go and buy a new car. Yeah, too many fun secondhand things to jump into. And but like I, that's the only reason I bought my Fiesta new. It was because secondhand they were just ridiculously more expensive. I yeah. was like, I was like, that's just insane. I, I get the argument when it when mm. it makes sense, you know. My sister, yeah, my sister did the same with her Hyundai a few years ago. You know, an i30 secondhand was like 17, 18 grand. And you have a brand new one for 24. It's like, eh, pick your yeah. color, get your options, get a new one. It's yeah. you know, 10 year warranty on it. It's it sort of was a no-brainer with some things to to do that. And that's why we bought the new Padge. It was like you know, we're quite happy to go buy a secondhand pad. I said to dad, oh, you know, 30 grand, 35 grand. But all the, all the, all the examples for that money um, had done 100,000 Ks plus, which is like five years of driving, six years of driving. And you kind of go, well, you know, it's not that much of a stretch. Just get a new one. Yeah. Uh, and if you're going to hang on to it, it's kind of worth it in that case. Anyway, what have we got? we've got a quiz. So our <laughs> consumer advice is, Hold off or buy an Accord Euro. Stop crying. <laughs> stop winking. No one's got a gun to your head. Drive the car you've got and get it serviced. So <laughs> so the car talk top tip for this evening is hold off, keep driving what you've got, or buy a Accord Euro. 
There you go. Uh, you, you had, and 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 speak to our boy Rizzy on 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 Kalub. He'll 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 look after you. That's 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 the way it works. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just it's kind of just insanity, really, isn't it? It just it just feels it feels like a bit a bit of a weird weird topic. But but anyway, we have got the quiz now. You know the quiz. Uh, three competitors today. It's 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 the, the the clash of the titans. I'd say David versus Ed versus Riz. Um, and basically 10 questions plus some bonus questions. Are you ready, fellas? Yeah, all right. Yes, let's go. Question one. What is the van in the popular cartoon Scooby-Doo named? David. David. The mystery machine. The mystery machine is absolutely correct. Well done. Nice. Question two. What was the first foreign car company to venture into America to sell its cars? So first non-American brand to sell cars in America. Non-American brand. Mm. Ed. Ed. Was it Peugeot? It wasn't. Incorrect. David. David. Was it Rolls-Royce? Incorrect. I thought that as well. I nearly said that. Okay. No. Would have been wrong too. Riz. Um, Mercedes? Oh, incorrect. It was VW. VW were the oh, first. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, with yeah. the uh, with the Beetle because the Americans yeah. they took it back after the war and they loved it. So amazing advertising uh, in in the states for those two when they were new. That's that's what. Yeah, yeah. They had some great ads. Fantastic. Yeah. VW is quite good with the ads, aren't they? Um, mm-hmm. Question three: Which Australian manufacturer first fitted seatbelts in Australia? Ed. Ed. Oh, hang on. Australian manufacturer. Yes. Uh, Holden. Holden is correct. Well done. Bonus <laughs> question. What did they do during the time when they had the seatbelts first introduced to show the strength of seatbelts to promote David. Ed. David. David got in there first. They, I'm pretty sure they picked up a car with them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They suspended it. Mm. I, I will, I will pay that. I will yep. pay that, David. Um, what car was it? Do we know? I think it was, I think a, it was an H T. Yeah. No, I think it was a bit earlier than that. H D or H R. I think. Yeah, what, I they, what they did was they to, to demonstrate the the strength of the seatbelts. What they did was uh, they suspended the Holden with a crane with one single strap, uh, mm. with a second car underneath it, uh, which was all hung on a seatbelt. Unfortunately, the cr- the crane driver got a bit erratic, and uh, and a steel buckle split, and the car top car fell onto the other car. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it wasn't the seatbelt that broke. It wasn't, it wasn't the seatbelt seat that broke. Belt. It was the buckle that broke. So. The seatbelt seat held up a whole car. Yeah, two held up two cars. Yeah, one one on the, uh, and, and the other. There you go. It's quite impressive. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. question four. Automotive pioneer August Horch. Founded the August Horch Automobile Work in 1909 in Germany. So uh, after a short time of, with that name, he decided to change the brand's name to Audi. What did Audi originally stand for? Uh, can I can I get a couple of them? There would have been. Yeah, if if you want to buzz David. in, David. Something to do with automobile and something to do with Deutsche. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm... no, incorrect. Ed, <laughs> Ed I think, was it Auto Union? The A and the U. Incorrect. Yeah. Riz, Riz. Um, 
was it because Audi wasn't originally German? It was actually Saudi. <laughs> Saudi and Audi. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a song called uh, uh, Saudis yeah, and Audis. Um, I, I, you know what? I'll give you a point five for that, Riz, because that was that was a damn good response. Um, <laughs> no, it's incorrect. The answer, it actually, it's the Latin translation of his last name, Horch, which which is which is his last name. But in German language, Horch means to hear or listen. So basically, <laughs> the Latin word for Horch is to hear. So if you know, if, if that's why you can hear a lot of Audis drive past mm. quite often broken but that's another story um, the misery yeah. yes question five now score check edward one david two riz on point five question five the tesla plaid does the zero to 100 sprint how quickly ed ed they're damn quick those played things i'm gonna go 3.2 in riz, riz. 2.5 it's incorrect David. David. I thought it was 2.9. Incorrect. I'll give the 0. 0.5 to Rizzy was closest. It's at 2.1 seconds. Woo! Oh, Mon- no, no. I think oh, the, the Model S plaid is 2.1. You are right, actually. Sorry, I've completely... Uh, Matt, scrap question. that question. Scrap that question. <laughs> it's a nine-question quiz. Uh, Get your facts right, please, Matthew. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you the, the point there, there Riz. It, it's, it's not about that, man. If you want to get real facts about Tesla, you jump onto Twitter. Twitter, yeah. Because that's where it all happens. Literally, <laughs> Twitter and Tesla, same company. They are all the stuff. It's not good for your organs to be propelled that fast through space. It's just, it's not healthy. Oh, well. It, I, it, it, no, I agree. I agree. Especially when there's no accompanying vibration and sound and no like when you're sort of you know you just shove david prince through the air at a like yeah, a yeah. cannon that's what that's like and it's just it's not good for you it'd upset your lunch no yeah yeah no <laughs> yeah it's the model s plaid that the one i was asking that's that's another story so what's the plaid stand for what like what's plaid got to do with it palladium palladium yeah that's and i think it's i don't know some reference out of Space balls. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me, actually, given that the um, fan goes up to 11. So, Super galactic you know. warp speed or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it stood for um, platonically ludicrous acceleration <laughs> indicated death. Uh, th- 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 that's that's kind of what I, I was, was thinking it was for. But anyway, question six. The Leyland P76 is a car with an interesting history. Throughout its design mm-hmm. process, Australian engineers pin their work against the Italians to see which would win to present to, to be the actual car to be made during the day to which they were to present their models. What happened to the Australians clay model next to the Italians? What happened to the clay model? The clay models to, to be, to be, uh, to be selected. What happened? Probably, yeah, probably melted or something. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Edwards, uh, it was the, the paint had all melted off of it. Um, that explains a lot actually. <laughs> Which, which is because the actual piece of it was supposed to be a, a lot different looking car. It was actually supposed to be a good looking car. Um, but basically the paint was all damaged and melted and broke. Um, and the designer who swore it was the Italians who sabotaged him. And he, and he, was, he swore to, to this day that it was fine when they dropped it off the night before, whatever it was, came back the next day, destroyed. And he, he's like, he, he knew it was sabotage and no, and, and he, he ended up leaving the company over it. And he, he was, he was the head of, um, uh, Leyland's design uh, designs here in Australia. So he, he actually it it, it, wow. it 
crushed him that bad. Great there you story. go. Never knew that. There you go. Great story. Bonus question. We all know the P seventy six was doomed from the start, but how small was its budget to be to be uh, to be exact? I'll give you the closest two. Oof. The budget for what the whole design, the whole design uh, production and everything, the, the whole the whole the whole budget. They weren't given a lot of money in terms of car design. Let, let's be honest. Wow. Okay. Oof. So we've got to think nineteen seventies money. Okay. Mm-hmm. Put it this way. No idea how much a design it cost to design a car in the seventies? I'll I'll start the ball rolling. I'll say twenty five million. Twenty five mil, says Mr. Prince. Twenty five million mm. for the pro- for the project for the project for the whole project. Oh, P seventy six project, twenty five million dollars. I mean, that, that's, well, what, that, that's you, what do you think? What do you think? That, that's David's guess. Play something on the table. <laughs> I would have said like five hundred thousand. Five hundred k. Okay. There uh, you go. And, and Riz locked in. Um, <laughs> Fifty thousand dollars and <laughs> a pizza. Fifty k and a pizza. I want to write and, and a uh, clay model pizza. The answer was twenty million dollars. So David gets the chocolate. No! Twenty uh, million they spent on that hunk of shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an interesting car because like they had to beg you know bmc for the for the money like they had to they had to beg them say because they were already like nine million dollars. why was it so expensive they stole the motor from the range rover v8 everything else was out of a parts (laughs) bin all they had to do is design a body why is it so costly there is a reason why british leyland doesn't exist anymore edward and this is the this is (laughs) there this is what happens okay I remember a guy in the trade who worked back in the day. With the, he said the number that the build on them was so bad, and they would get them regularly, you know, brand new off the truck into the dealership. And one side of the car would be one spec, and the other side of the car was another spec. So oh, you'd have uh, a super, you know, super badging and and the body line mold on one side and the executive on the other side. So wow, they were just. Very sad times in Australian manufacturing history, I think. I watched a bit of a doco on it, and um, yeah, the early cars were, were horrible, but towards the end of its actual you know, run, they were actually quite like so good. many cars, you know, look yeah. at JB Camira and then JE Camiras by the end of it, you know, yeah. TM Magnus, T, TP Magnus, you know. But unfortunately, the damage is done. Exactly, yes. exactly right. Like the power, I, really I saw a Targa Florio P76 not long ago, the blue ones. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, I thought, well, kudos to you, buddy. You know, like still sticking with it and you know, loving it. Well, uh, you, you, Rob that comes on this show, he's had, I think he's had like three or four Tiger Florios in his time. Um, oh wow, okay. And he's still got a P seventy six, which he which is in his garage, which he's, yeah. which he's gradually fixing. That's a car he's had for many years since he was very young. He that, that, that was his first car. He's kept his first yeah. car. Oh, that, was yeah. his first, that was his first car. So, yeah. um, I said to him, "We're going to do a working bee on it and just get it ready." And, he, and he's like, <laughs> like, "I know, I know, I know." I know. Yeah. But then there's the opposite, though. Some cars, the first is the best, and it's and they get worse and worse. Worse, yeah, correct. Um, not what are you thinking of. Oh, uh, things like, you know, they just like the MX-5. Not that the new MX-5 isn't good; it is. But no, no, uh, the second one gets a bit fatter and loses the pop-up lights and the cute door handles. Then the third one gets a bit fatter again, and it sort of strays away from what it what it was meant to be. And look, in that case, they've, they've sort of somewhat brought it back to what it was meant to be. But um, often you sort of go, oh, the, the Gen 1's the one to get. That's you know? right. That's right. But, yeah. but they've, kind of, they've kind of all done that, though, haven't they? Like, like Porsche 911's, like, you know, they were quite a petite car when they, when they were first. When they were first yeah. Introduced. Yeah. Now they're freaking huge, you know, so. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, let's see how electric cars go. Is if they if they gradually get bigger and bigger or smaller and smaller. They have to get lighter. Yeah, that's true. They're yeah. a bit bit heavy at the moment. So um, yeah. Um, just quickly on that, Daihatsu signed a pretty big deal this week mm. with CATL, Tesla's battery, one of Tesla's battery suppliers, as well as the world's biggest battery maker. So love to see electric K cars coming mm. soon. And Daihatsu said by 2030, every model they will make will be fully electric. Wow. Can we even get Daihatsu's here? Well, that's that's why we need... Um, you know, Scotty's uh, Scotty Chef's imports. <laughs> start making that happen. You know what I'm saying? Make it rain. I had to quite a few years ago. Hopefully, yeah, they can. Uh, someone will bring. We'll talks next year when we're over there. Do you remember the Terriers? I used to like the Terriers. I thought the Terriers. Terriers. It looks like if you sneezed on it, yeah. it'd blow over. Yeah, I mean that's the whole idea. But I, I also they were kind of cool. Uh, I remember seeing one at Runners, and it was like a it was like a mid two thousands one, or, or oh, when did they finish them? Like two thousand four or something? Like there was early. I think um, I had to left in 01. Somewhere there. Well, well, well I remember I had a years ago. Oh one, uh, two thousand and one Siri on, but mm. the two thousand and five, well, not the charades. I can't remember what it was. Were they imports? Um. No, no, they were sold here. So maybe you're right. Maybe they did go later. Uh, Daihatsu left Australia in 2006. There you go. Yeah, there you go. go. Oh. Lovely. Um, but I remember seeing the, this terrace and I was, I was like, oh, it looks really cool. And, and I'm, I'm like, is that a carb? And it had a carburetor. I was, I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this had to be the only new car on sale that still had a carby. I can't, you I, got a carby. Yeah. I, I, was, I was like, yeah, respect, respect. Mm-hmm. Um, question seven. According to the internet, how many Mitsubishi 380s were sold? Ooh. And it's not 50K in a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, they sell four. They only went for them for about two or three years, didn't they? They didn't sell many. That's for sure. Riz. Oh. Riz. Yeah, Riz. 4,300. 4,300s is Riz. Ooh. No. Ed. Ed. 10,000. 10 cases, Ed and Mr. Prince. I'll say 12 and a half. 12 and a half. Jeez, you guys weren't generous at all to old mate Mitsubishi. They sold 32,000. Oof. Um, 32,044, of, of which 30,195 were sold in Australia. The rest were, I think, sold to um, somewhere in the Middle East, from memory. Um, bonus question What is a TMR 380? Uh, Riz. Riz. Toyota Motorsports <laughs> Racing Edition 380, <laughs> which was supposed to compete with the TRD Orion. You know what? I'll give you 0.5 because it was supposed to compete with the TRD Orion. This car was made to be a direct competitor to it. Um, but if someone else can ask, could, could give me the exact reason as to why it was a direct competitor, I will give them the chocolates. Oh, I'm just trying to think of the, of the what the TR, because the, the MR was Mitsubishi Racing, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so don't, don't worry about the name as such but what was the car in general like what it was a 380 but what was done to it how, how ed, is it special ed it was turbocharged and all-wheel drive it wasn't turbocharged and it wasn't all-wheel drive well what's the point then <laughs> what are they doing oh jeez takara mitsubishi racing Takata. special edition <laughs> you buy that one Takata. you won't last very long yeah <laughs> 
Oh, I wish I could give that to you, but I can't. Mr. Prince, would you like to have a guess of what they did to this car to make it? Think uh, of, what was the TRD Orion's, you know, kind of thing? They uh, supercharger. They did supercharge it. Well done. I'll yeah, give you 0.5 because I gave half the point to Riz because he, <laughs> he, uh, he didn't have half my point, Riz. That's my because point. he because uh, you mentioned that it was supposed to be the TRD competitor. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. So they it was a, a supercharged version which they only sold twenty. They only made twenty of them. Wow. I saw one the other day driving in Williamstown. What? I was like, I was like, oh my goodness, I have not seen one of those in real life since the motor show. And I, I was just like, <gasps> like I, I almost went off the road because I, I know I knew what it was. Like, I'm one of those those people that actually knows what that is. And <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, it's a you know, TMR, had the TMR badging and stuff. And and wow. I got I, I got I got really I got really excited and and Steph was like, Why are you excited about a uh, like a magna? I'm like, it's not a magna, it's a 381 and 380. It's a 3R380. <laughs> uh, bonus, wow. bonus question. Ooh. How much did the last Mitsubishi 380 made sell for? It was sold for charity. It was the last one ever made. How much did that sell for? What spec was it, Matthew? Oh, geez. It was. I can tell you, actually. Like it's going to have a huge bearing on it, the it, it, it actually has no difference at all for, for this question. <laughs> but uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you <laughs> because I actually kind of want to, uh, I want to tell you. It was a... A platinum, a silver, the last 380 sedan was sold was a silver platinum limited edition body number 32044, which is the the, the last, you know, they made 32,044 of them, which left produ- the production line on March 27th, 2008. It was auctioned in April 2008 with a blank price tag being donated to charities chosen in consultation with the winning bidder. So, how Ed. much, Ed? $50,000. 50K is what Ed's guesses when it's incorrect I'll, if, if you land on it, i'll tell you the right the right thing but 50k yep david i'll go 65 65 it's for charity riz in honor of the badge itself three hundred and eighty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a good guess but it's incorrect the closest to it was david it's not for a hundred thousand dollars on the dot well, there you go, go. So I'll give you the 0.5 because we do 0.5 for a half uh, you know, closest to. And the second to last vehicle, which is at similar spec, is at the Birdwood Motor Museum. There, there you go. There you go. Question eight. Do you, in the original movie, the original Fast and Furious movie, Mia, who is uh, Brian's love interest, drives a what? Ed. Ed. Miata. Miata is a great guess, but <laughs> Riz is dying in the corner. Yeah, uh, Miata. That is incorrect. It is not a a, a, a Miata. Yeah, I drive a Miata. Uh, Riz, I've never seen the Fast and Furious movies. Uh-huh. <gasps> never. Really? You've never seen them at all? Never. Well. Now, because I always thought that they'll kill cars for me if I watched them, but yeah. obviously it's not the case. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take a bit of an initial reference. Was it a Silady? It wasn't a Silady, but good, good try. Good try. Can I have a guess? You can. Was it an Acura Integra? It was an Acura Integra. Well done. Oh, good guess. Thanks very much. <laughs> something popped up the other day. I saw, uh, I think it was a, a model for sale or something, and it was an Acura Integra from Fast and Furious. I didn't know which movie, but there you go. There you there was, go. There was there two in the first one. One was Ja Rule. Do you guys remember the rapper Ja Rule? I don't know if you guys remember yeah. Ja uh, it's murder. Um, that's what he used to say. Uh, basically, he had an Integra uh, GSR, which they had over there. And then Mia's was, I believe, an Integra GSR as well. Um, they couldn't, the budget couldn't stretch the type R's. Uh, 
that, that, that was a lame joke, but yeah, they, they both had uh, Integris. Question nine. The Falcon V8 came back in which generation of the Falcon after it finished in the XE? Ed. Ed. V8 Falcon came back in, finished in the XE, uh, EA, I don't think they had it, EB, it might have been ED. Incorrect. Ooh, David. David. Mm, uh, EB, it was a... EB is correct, David. Well done. You, 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 Mr. Bunting, one off again. One, one off again. Off. Last question. Question 10. How many generations of the Subaru Outback have there been? Ed. In, in Ed. What were you going to say? Uh, you, you buzzed in, mate. You, you, you've, you, you've buzzed in. <laughs> the Outback. One, two, three. Are we talking six? That is absolutely correct, uh, Edward. But on six generations what? of the the Subaru Outback, well done. Score what check. The, what was the other bit you were going to say? Uh, including the Liberty based or Legacy based Outback, which which was called uh, Liberty L or Legacy Outback overseas. So, yeah. uh, score check. Rizzy Ross one point five. Edward on three, and tonight's winner on a grand total of six is Mr. Woo! Prince. Well done. Thank you very much. Very nice. Very nice. Very, very good. Those, but there you go. Yeah, well, you, you know, you, you can thank Ed for the uh, EB. You can thank... Uh, <laughs> Edward Bunting for the EB. Yeah. You can thank... <laughs> Ettore Bugatti. <laughs> you can thank Rizzy Ross for the supercharged answer, because uh, TID. Yes. And you guys have learned a lesson about the history of the P76, where the design was <laughs> sabotaged by the Italianos. They, they, they sabotaged Italian. the car. Mm. Um, obviously never proven but uh but was rumored 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 blindingly obvious um, <laughs> so that is the car quiz tonight's winner holds bragging rights and i obviously can't tell the difference between different models of, of, of tesla at this point because i i wrote it down wrong so i apologize riz um i sincerely I, apologize. Think you're I, I did have a question though when you were when you mentioned the special edition 380 yeah how can you tell? Like, is that got like a spoiler <laughs> or a special badge or? Yeah, it had like a had like a body kit. It had nineteen inch wheels. I had a full you know full body kit. It's but I'm reading it now. Uh, twin chrome alloy tips. The supercharged engine, obviously. It did zero to one hundred in I think six seconds, which is pretty quick. As at fifty six nine ninety, it wasn't cheap. And fifteen of them were already were assembled at TMR Dandenong's facility. So TMR stands for Team Mitsubishi Rally Art. So for Team like, Mitsubishi, yeah, yeah, Mitsubishi Rally Art. Um, and the last five were uh were from Adelaide. So they had the conversion done in Ad uh, Adelaide. They were all individually numbered. And basically, they they kind of moved the production down there after they announced the end of local production, which which is which is sad because like we, we, it was pretty cool. It made two hundred and thirty kilowatts and was based on the uh, the three point eight V six. I don't know if they were all autos or all manuals. It, did, it didn't say, um, but basically, I reckon that'd be a cool little piece of Australian history to to, mm -hmm. to, to hold on to. So. Really, really, really you cool. You have to explain to everybody who ever sees it. Yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely. In your life, explaining the damn thing. <laughs> but, I, but as I said, uh, as as sad as I am, I would have been the only person to have like freaked out when I saw it because um, it just looked like every other Mitsubishi 380. But but me, you know. <laughs> but yeah, a few uh, a few of the 380s were government owned in Brunei, 
they went to Bruno to be to be okay. uh, to, to be and they're owned by the government. Um, yeah, they, they they had a bit of an interesting interesting history, and that was they were supposed to be saved and be sold as protons, but that didn't happen. Uh, yeah, it was the three is an interesting proton, story. Man. Sorry, a big proton it would have been. Yeah, it would have been the Perodua. I think that's the, that was the big one they had at the time. But um, but oh no, Padana. That would have been the Padana. But basically it. It was a, it was it was kind of Mitsubishi's make or break car, and they spent over six hundred million dollars developing that car, which is a bit more than the uh the twenty million P seventy six. So yeah, it, it it was it was interesting. It was interesting, but it was make or break car, but it didn't really sell well. And it's a shame because it was actually not a bad car to drive from from all accounts. The three eighty was actually a, quite a good thing. Yeah. So basically, it, it's sad that that again it was another one of the Australian cars that that got uh, they got canned. But yeah, three hundred eighty dollars. Sorry, uh, three hundred eighty dollars. Six hundred million dollars to to develop the three the three eighty. So uh, yeah, all gone. But if you have a T, if you have a TMR, if you look them up, it's what a TMR a TMR three eighty is. You guys will be like, oh, that's actually kind of cool. Um, so yeah, it was interesting to see one in in the flesh. And um, again, I almost crashed my car looking at it. But very cool, very very cool, gentlemen. Lovely podcast tonight. I think we had we had a we had a really really good discussion. Thank you. It was good having you in the quiz, Riz, too. Absolutely. I just have to fly into state to be able to do this properly. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, If, if, how well you're listening, when you're you're doing your launch downtown Beijing, when I'm flying up there, let's make it happen so I can be on Car Talk on a Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I I love that. I reckon reckon that's that's really funny. Gentlemen, I've just sent you a link of what that is. Let's get into some plugs, though. David Prince and Mr. Bunting, your show. Go, Edward. Uh, oh, no, you want me to do it? Yeah. I'll, I'll do it. Ed and I do a little podcast called Auto Retro, where we've got one series up. We're in production of the second series, and uh, we talk to people about the cars of their lives. Uh, so where can they find you guys? Oh, they can find us on YouTube and Spotify and all the regular platforms that people look for podcasts on. Lovely. Very good. Very good. Rizzy Ross, give your stuff a plug, my friend. If you want to know the latest stats of Twitter on any Tesla models, (laughs) uh, come and check us out. We'll just give you, we'll, we'll tell you exactly what they are all about. And if you want to know what Teslas are all about, they go fast and let that sink in. (laughs) <laughs> which is the reference of elon musk carrying the sink into sink. the twitter office for whatever reason as they do but anyway um no come and check us out anything to do with cars prices electric cars or from now on specialists in 380 tmrs um <laughs> come and check us out check out our facebook page it's car talk trq with me jake if you miss any of our previous episodes, they're all they are all up on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasting apps. So don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review to us there. Check it out merch. Go to Teespring store. Go to teespring.com and type in Cartwork Store. Buy some merch there to support the show, or support the show by, by becoming a patron to our, to our, become a patron to our Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash Cartwork Podcast. Gentlemen, honor as always. Love seeing your lovely faces. Riz, enjoy Sydney. Enjoy, enjoy. Uh, you know, on the on the on, on the man's expense, you'll 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 have a good time. Uh, Mr. David Prince, buy a Accord Euro. I think that's what we've come to the, the conclusion of. I'll be going to car sales after this. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Bunting, hopefully the Moke is 
very, very soon for the road. I really want it working. I mean, it doesn't matter in this rainy weather, but, you know, I want it ready for when the sun comes out. Ready. And uh, classic not Japan on the card. Mm. I don't know if I can do that, Dave. No, you better. You know the rules. I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy. All right. Bye for now.